my Bachelor fanatics, welcome back. Oh my goodness, I am so excited for you to hear this week's episode. So, oh my goodness, um, we are now in October, it's off season, and what better time to take off season to share with you all some interviews I have done uh, earlier this year with some former Bachelor uh, contestants, people who are related to Bachelor contestants, and I'm going to have some new guests. So we're really going to enjoy this off-season before Bachelor picks up again in January with Pilot Pete. And what a crazy choice, right? Like, my song is making its second debut, or at least let's hope it is. Um, if you guys remember, the reason why I have it called On the Wings of Love, it's an ode to Jake Pavelka's season where they played this song. Oh my gosh, I feel like every episode. So uh, that is why we are called On the Wings of Love. And I can't wait to share with you this week's guest. So um, before I discuss who this week's guest is... Uh, I want to remind you that at the end of every episode, even as we're recapping a Bachelor episode, as I usually am doing, uh, I like to spill the tea and kind of give you guys updates on what is happening in Bachelor Nation. So if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Um, I'm so appreciative that you are here and that you're taking some time as you do the dishes or clean or drive to and from work or wherever you are, I am grateful that you're taking a second to listen to this. Um, And if you like today's episode, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcast. It means so much to me. Honestly, like reading the feedback makes me so joyful and um, this has been so much fun for me to create. So having that validation from you makes me know it's all worth it. So um, keep that in mind. And that being said, stick around to the very end where I'm going to give you some updates um, after listening to a ton of other podcasts and reading articles. I have a lot of info uh, because it takes too much time for you all to read that information. But let's get right to it. Um, I had a great guest. I actually interviewed her a few months ago. Her name is Holly Durst Julian. Holly was on Matt Grant's season of The Bachelor years ago, and then she went on to be the on the first season of Bachelor Pad, where she met her now husband. So she's been married for um, seven years to her husband Blake. Um, they're one of the few, or I should say many now, success stories out of Bachelor Nation. So um, it was such a joy and pleasure to sit and talk with Holly. Uh, I'm going to share with you what she shared with me. And um, as a little update, if you guys want to go to her page, she just had a baby. Um, she just, I should say, she just adopted a baby. Um, a baby girl. She's beautiful. And uh, I am over the moon excited for Holly. So stay tuned. Um, She really gets into the heart of the matter of everything from how she got on The Bachelor, how she was recruited to be 
on The Bachelor years ago in downtown LA, um, how her husband, Blake, got on the show, um, some behind the scenes information about Matt Grant, um, about other people on the, sh- the TV show, uh, about you know what goes down with producers. And uh, more interestingly, she discusses in great detail her fertility journey. So um, it's a very heartfelt interview. Uh, Holly was very vulnerable. And again, I cannot thank her enough for her time and her vulnerability. And I can't wait for you guys to hear this. So um, with that said, here it is. How are you? I'm good. (laughs) So how's your morning going? Um, good. I really haven't done much. I took my dog to the Groover and been planning my birthday trip and that's really it. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. When's your birthday? Well, it's not until January, but a big group of us are going to Turks and Caicos. Have you been to any other Caribbean islands? Um, yes, I love traveling. Um, I'm obsessed with traveling, actually. Um, I just went to the Bahamas like two months ago, I think. Okay. Um, and I sailed all the British Virgin Islands a few years ago with Blake. Oh my lord! Uh, I know. I'm obsessed with traveling. Like that's if I could amazing. Do it every day, I would. You I did all of the British Virgin Islands. Yes, we sailed for ten days on a boat, and every day it took us to a new, um, a new island. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. amazing! I, that was probably the best vacation I've ever been on. So I highly recommend it. Hello. Did it work? It did. Holly, third time's a charm. Thank the Lord. (laughs) Do I still sound like I'm whispering? No, it sounded amazing. It was like perfect. I was like, this is hilarious. But um, I'm so sorry. Thank you so much for being patient. Oh, no, I'm (laughs) totally fine. Um, Oh, my gosh. Okay, so we were talking about um, traveling. um, But, yeah, so you were saying you are going to uh, Turks and Caicos and you did a whole trip around the Virgin Islands with Blake, right? Yes. We did that that, um, a few years ago and that was just, that kind of started my travel bug a little bit. That's awesome. So um, now when you say that started, like was Blake the bigger travel bug or did y'all just decide together to go to that area? How did that trip um, come about? A couple of our friends had gone before and said it was the best trip they've ever taken so they asked us to go with them for the second trip and so we we're like of course we are gonna go um I think I that was the trip I bought Blake for our I think it was it was probably his birthday our anniversary I blended it all together we got married the day before his birthday oh my god and so I always do one big present for him every year oh wow and y'all got married in June is that right yeah June 2nd so we've been married for seven years now gosh that's amazing that is amazing congratulations seven years is (laughs) huge seven you passed the seven year itch as they say right yeah I get I mean I what do we have to get past the seventh year (laughs) I think people always know I know no I'm on it like people say like five years and you're good but um no that's that's incredible. Um, I heard. I, uh, I heard if you make it past year seven and year twelve, then you're good. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, that's good advice. Um, because I'm actually engaged and I'm getting in. Two, I'm getting married in two months. Oh wow! Well, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm kidding. All aside, I'm. I'm. I'm so grat. Like, 
I, I kind of have a very positive attitude about marriage and just assume that everyone's going to stay together unless something horrible happens. Right. So, um, that, that was one of the first conversations that Blake and I had on our first date on the show, actually. The cameras were off and both of us have grew up in divorced homes. Okay. And we both said we never, like, we will never want to get a divorce because we won't, like, it hurt us as children so much that we didn't want to do that to our families, but we don't have kids yet. So yeah, <laughs> we still no. got plenty of time. Well, you still have a family though. That's, that's yeah. amazing. I yeah. love to hear that. That's a really deep first date conversation. So, mm-hmm. um, so, okay. I'm just going to circle back a little bit. So Holly, um, your married name is Julian. Is that right? Do you still Correct. have, and you're still Durst, um, legally as well. So you're Holly Durst, Julian, is that right? I I changed my last name legally, and then I added my my maiden name to my middle name. Oh, wow. Okay. Because I wanted my last name to just be Julian, okay. um, but I still needed to keep Durst in my name somewhere because I wrote a children's book, so I have to, like, people still write me checks and stuff for into that name, so I have okay. to keep that. Oh, that's smart. That's yeah. smart that you kept it. Yeah. Um. Okay, so you're Holly Dirtz Julian, and you're married to Blake Julian, who you met on Bachelor Pad. Yeah. Like nine years ago? Is that right? Eight, um, years, eight ago? years ago. Eight years ago. We got married one year after we met. Right. You got married in June after you guys met. Yeah. That's so amazing. Oh, my goodness. So, okay, let's go back to um, that day. You Well, I know you met Blake before your first date, but my listeners probably don't know every little detail. So, um, yeah. Can you share a little bit about your story at the very beginning with Blake? Well, I told the producers that I would like to walk into the bachelor house and I would like there to be a tall, handsome man in there. And (laughs) when I walked in, Blake was the only man in the house at that point. Oh Um, my gosh. He he was the, I think the first guy in, and then I was the, second girl in um so I walked in and that was the only person I saw and I thought all right well here it is <laughs> I, love I love how they set that up for you they definitely wanted you to have a success story at some yeah point. but I honestly wasn't thinking like "Ooh, this guy's for me I I told him like I was like oh wow you have a really pretty smile the girls are gonna love you oh <laughs> like, I wasn't even thinking anything for me um but then we just had a really good chemistry and uh, we obviously couldn't deny that and then just, you know, kept going from there. Wow. Okay. So I, I do remember y'all, um, his, the first kiss was actually during a game. Yes. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, when he kissed you, did you have a feeling that was Blake or were you really not sure? Um, I, I knew, I felt like it was Blake. Um, he didn't really... I actually kissed him first. He was blindfolded. Okay. And um, I went up. I was the first one to kiss everybody. And then um, I went up and I kissed all of them. And I really kissed Blake because I didn't think – because my ex was in the house as well. And so I felt like I wasn't going to ever be able to kiss Blake. And so I thought, well, here's my chance. <laughs> I have to kiss him now. That's or else amazing. I'm never going to kiss him. So, and so I kissed him. Um, and then when he got around to me, um, you know, he gave me like a really soft, nice little kiss. 
to be respectful in front of my ex. That's adorable. So, okay, my vague memory tells me that or reminds me that um, y'all were kind of lined up, think like in one row parallel to each other yes and you were for whatever reason like it's hilarious thinking it's a game you have to kiss everyone but it's, it's such a disgusting game <laughs> yeah you go like one by it's one fun. you go and kiss every single person it's so weird and then they have yeah. a bunch of mouthwash for you afterward oh that's nice wow yeah. that's that's a good remark so um I mean so you kissed everyone obviously you were not into everyone um no. and okay so you brought up your ex. So your ex is Steven, right? No, it's Michael. Michael, I'm sorry. Steven. No, they're they're identical twins, so easily mixed up. That's right. Michael. Michael. So Michael Stagliano. Am I pronouncing his name right? Is that how yeah. you say it? Okay. Yeah. Um from Jillian Harris's season. So um so okay, question back to that. When you first you know, when you went on the show again on on Bachelor Pad after being on The Bachelor, how did you feel about knowing that Michael may or may not be in the house? Like at that point, were you considering maybe I want to see if I want to get back together with him or reconsider this whole relationship? Or did you know 100% I'm not going to date him anymore? Well, we had um, we had called off the I called off the engagement and then what people didn't know is that we got back together after that okay this was before we went on the show so we started dating again um just didn't really tell anybody at that point and then he broke up with me <laughs> right before what yes that's so rude I did well no I mean he he we were actually watching the bachelorette together and um I think was getting proposed to okay and Maynard. yes she was getting proposed to and we were watching it and then he I looked over at him and he looked like he was going to be sick to his stomach and I was like what I paused it and I was like what's wrong and he was like you I like he just I think he just realized like he proposed to me and I didn't want that and then I took it back and I wanted it again and like we had gone back together and he's like I can't do this again with you and I was like okay you know like it's okay and then so he broke up with me and then like the producers had been asking us to do bachelor pad when we were still together okay um, but um as soon as you know we had broken up again they kept calling and I was like no absolutely not I don't want to do it and then they called me one day and said Michael's doing it and I was like, uh, what? <laughs> so I was like, fine, I'll do it. But then, um, what, like we, Michael and I didn't talk for a long time. And then right before we left for bachelor pad, we got, went and had coffee together and talked about, um, we're just always having each other's back, no matter what, no matter what we went through, we'll always, you know, be a team on that show. So wow. We did we like, we got through the entire show together and we won the show together and you know we didn't back out on our what we promised each other. Right. Gosh, that's that's really beautiful. It's <laughs> <laughs> really mature of you. You were I I think a lot of women in your shoes would have not taken that route. So, yeah. Serious kudos to you to be at I mean at that time you were under what you were like 28. 29 like you were young I was 28 yes yeah to make decisions like that that were really rational that's 
really, really, um, that shows a lot about your character. So that's amazing. Um, wow. So, and then you said you guys went on to win the show. And so, I mean, I don't think a lot of people know this. Y'all won money back then. Yeah, we did. <laughs> it was public. It was that, Yeah, back when, before Bachelor in Paradise, they probably were like, well, we shouldn't be throwing out all this money. Let's just have everyone just fall in love. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they, I think they did three seasons of Bachelor Pad. And, right. Um, and they went, moved on to Bachelor in Paradise. Right. So what was the prize amount? Um, it was a quarter of a million. Okay. Wow. And then Michael and I split it. That's so nice. And then, but we also gave, like, I gave more than half of my share away. And then, you know, taxes takes the rest. And then I ended up getting my book published with it. And then I paid for our wedding. And so then all that was gone. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So it went by really quickly. Oh, yeah. I mean, after all said and done, I think I had maybe $35,000 left of it. Um, oh man. And that's what I used for the wedding and to publish my books. Wow. But, so you said you donated a lot to charity. Is there a particular charity at that time that was really close to your heart? Um no, well I gave it to um other people that were on the show with us. Um there was a girl named Ella that we competed with and she really wanted to buy a house, so Michael and I both gave her money to put a down payment on a house. Oh my gosh. Um yeah. So there wasn't, I mean, it was money that it should have been shared, really. That's so generous of you. That's very generous. Um, I love that. I I actually, I didn't remember that at all. Well, no, we didn't tell anybody we did that. Oh, so that wasn't public. Nope. You're probably the first person I've ever told that to. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Wow. That's amazing. Now, Ella, so is Ella still a friend of yours or was she just like a close friend at the time and you wanted um, to her out? I, I mean, we still talk here and there. Um, she has reached out to me a few times. We went and saw her right after the show when I was moving to South Carolina and stuff like that. But we're Facebook friends, Instagram friends. So, you know, <laughs> right. that's how you keep up with everybody these days. Right, right. Social media friends, not. Yeah deep deep friends so oh my goodness wow gosh your holly your story is so interesting um i feel like we're like jumping all over the place and i know i was like that's not even my story that's no like, no i know it's, it's like not. a fun a it's fun amazing. thing i got to do in my life but and that's how i met my husband i i love that i love that um so okay i i had like a ton of questions and i feel like <laughs> i love it because <laughs> you're just so good at answering like you just your answers answer my questions which is amazing good um it's so cool so I I kind of wanted to do um a silly thing just to kind of rapid fire uh hear what you're like a little more um okay so uh oceans or mountain oh man pools swimming pools I would okay. like I like the swimming pool in near the ocean. Okay, okay, fair. <laughs> that makes sense. But that, um, I'm I'm such a complete opposite of Blake. He would say mountains in two seconds. Oh wow, that's adorable. <laughs> okay, <laughs> ice cream or cookies? Um, I'm vegan, so <laughs> probably neither. Unless they were both vegan, then I'll just have them all. Oh, perfect. it's very it's very rare for me to find a dessert that doesn't have dairy in it. Or eggs, so um, 
I can, whatever I can find that doesn't have either of those things, but probably ice cream. Dairy-free ice cream is delicious. That's, yeah, that's like me. I eat almond milk ice cream. Yeah. Almond, almond milk or uh, cashew milk. I don't know yes. if you cashew milk ice cream or, yeah, I'm not vegan. I'm actually pescatarian, but like a vegan pescatarian. So. Okay, so you just eat fish. Yeah, so I eat fish, but I don't eat dairy either. So it's it's weird, you know, like, well, not bad weird, but um, I feel your pain. Like, I don't eat the dairy either. So you have to constantly check labels. And Yes. Um, okay. It's frustrating. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Um, was that a, was that a personal choice recently or have you been a vegan for a long time? Um, is, well, I watched a documentary probably seven years ago about the slaughterhouses Mm -hmm. and I could not believe how awful it was and how they kill these animals. And so I was like, I don't want to contribute to this. Like, even if I stop eating meat, then, you know, that's just a little bit like less animals have to die because of me. And right. so that was seven years ago that I stopped eating meat. And then slowly over the seven years, I cut out all the dairy. Um, so I think the last, I mean, I cheese was the hardest to give up, obviously. Um, but I mean, I sour cream and cheese, actually. But I, I, don't, I don't miss it. The other day, I accidentally ate a bite of something and I could tell it had cheese on it. And it grossed me out so much. And I was like, yes! <laughs> I made it. Success. <laughs> My body doesn't take this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I understand. One of my best friends has been a vegan for maybe 10 years. And I have a ton of friends who are vegetarian. So um, for me, it felt like kind of a seamless move, you know, yeah. like it wasn't hard. And But you do have to like explain yourself sometimes to people. And I, I've gotten to the point where I'm just like, this is my lifestyle. You can have a different lifestyle, but um, hey, for me. I watched my husband eat a hamburger and a milkshake last night right in front of me. <laughs> oh, my God. Actually, I was going to ask. I was like, so is Blake vegan or anything close to it? Um, well, but I, guess I, I cook all the meals, and okay. so he eats what I give him, which is pretty much all vegan. I'll cook him some fish here and there, um, but he only gets other meat and dairy when he's not in the house. <laughs> oh, I like that. That is smart. That yeah. is really smart. And um, and speaking of your family as a whole, so I know one day, you know, hopefully you all will have a baby in the family or a child. Have you thought about that? How you want to raise kids if you want? Oh, them? yes. Our children will definitely be plant based. <laughs> I. I I mean that's my I plan. Applaud you. <laughs> you know what? I'm the one cooking all day, so I can. That's just what they're gonna have. Mom tells them so. <laughs> exactly. I know. I'm hoping that we are hoping we are getting ready to adopt a baby. Um, and so uh, we just we've been on the adoption wait list since December, and we're hoping to get um, chosen by a birth mom you know, within the next, I would say probably, I'm hoping in the next four months. Okay. So. Wow. That's, yeah, that's been that's amazing. Yeah. It's been really fun getting a baby room together and well, not knowing when a baby's coming, but right. just waiting for a phone call. That's, that's so beautiful. Um, so actually that's how I kind of reconnected back to your story. Um, and I wrote to you, I, I saw that you were on your um, fertility journey. Yep. And, um, 
And I remember you said something about um, younger girls being insensitive, not because they meant to, but because they truly didn't realize that women struggle with uh, fertility. So, I mean, first of all, I just want to say, I think you are so brave and strong and I appreciate anything you have to share about this for knowledge, um, just out of your heart. So other women know, and, and, and just so their fears that we can put to rest, um, that it shouldn't be a shameful thing, but, um, yeah. What can you share about kind of what is standard for with what infertility and what you've experienced, um, that's led to this, um, choice to adopt now? Which is amazing, by the way, to adopt regardless. Yes. Um, well, you know what? I was so afraid to tell anybody what everything that we've gone through. Uh, for the longest time, for years, I didn't tell anybody. I didn't even tell my family that we were doing, like, IVF when we had to go, you know, we got to the point where we had to do IVF. And I didn't even tell my family because I just wanted so badly to be like, oh, we're so pregnant. You know, everything happened normally. <laughs> we didn't just spend the $100,000 trying to have a baby. Oh my lord. Um, oh no, that was like the first couple rounds of it, but um so we had um we had tried for a couple years and then I started seeing a fertility doctor and found out he's like I think you have endometriosis and so we went in and did surgery on my ovaries and it was really bad to the point where he wanted to take out my uterus right then. And this was I think 5 years ago. Oh my lord. Um so you were it, young. You were yes. really young for that. Are, yes. is, that, is that by the doctor's standard? Is that pretty young? Um, I think people can get it at any time. And okay. kind of the research I've done on it, it's you. Sh- nobody should be using like regular tampons because all the bleach and everything in them are just kind of destroying us on the inside. Um, so wow, yes. So I switched. Um, they have so many different options now, which is wonderful because they didn't back in the day. Wait, um, can you uh, even pause and say about that? Because I, I don't even know what other options are. Okay, you know, so I, there's, I um, there's a company called Lola, and they make um, just regular cotton, non-bleached tampons. They have the, they have the um, there's like the Diva Cup now that you can insert inside of you and like just not worry about it. There's there's other things other than like regular old tampons because I did not know even um, I think there's a I think Tampax or something makes um, some, a tampon called Pure and I wow. I don't understand why all of them aren't that way. Yeah, that's insane. And and so your doctor said that this is one thing that leads to endometriosis for women yeah. or yeah. So your your wow. body's just sucking in all this bleach and. It's just not good for you. I'm like really, I'm really like learning how the human body works right now and um, just studying all this stuff. And I was like, we are just doing so many horrible things to our body. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, no kidding. I mean, I'm learning this from you and this is like not in a documentary, not on the news. I know it's nowhere. This like grosses me out. Like my, I go to the gynecologist at least once a year. No, she's never told me that, you know, like. Yeah, it's just not good for, if you think about it, that's the part of your body that absorbs so much. Um, and you, I don't know, you're just, you're just pretty, putting chemicals and bleach directly up into you. Yeah. Oh, I'm wow. sure this people are going to love this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
but okay. no, it's informative. I, it's but informative. I have learned um, because of my endometriosis, I, I had been researching a lot and how to try and heal it. And what I found works so great is seed cycling. Huh. Um, I started doing research cycling? on that for um, you have two different phases of your cycle. And the first like 14 to 15 days, you you grind up fre- these two different seeds, fresh seeds, and you grind them up. I put them in my oatmeal every morning. And then, um, like, you start that day one of your period. And then it's, um, when you start ovulating, which is, like, you can figure it out. Right, day 14. or Yeah, day 14, I think. Yeah. you, And then you switch to these other two seeds. And you do that. And it takes about three months of this for your body to fully, like, kick in. But your hormones completely level out. What? Like, every, it is the best medicine you can do to your body it's crazy that's what that's incredible so yeah when you so your hormones level out you mean like all those pre like pms symptoms of like being moody or yes, breaking yes, out everything <laughs> you're like i had less cramps i mean everything was i was like this is amazing why don't people talk about this more it's just um, like instead of i it's just so much nicer to heal your body naturally um, I need to, I'm going to research this after we get off the phone because yes, so it's seed cycling and now where can you buy these kind of seeds? Um, I just go to like nuts.com and just order big bags of them. I love that. Yeah. yeah that's the economical see. way to do it. Yeah. Nuts.com. A lot of people in New York, uh, use that website. Yeah. Too, I actually. Mean, really, you can go to any, like, you could probably go to Whole Foods and find them all. It's like sure. sunflower seeds and flax seeds and, you know, it just um, – and then I got, like, a little coffee grinder, a little seed grinder, coffee and seed grinder, whatever. <laughs> and then I just scoop my two tablespoons in every morning and grind it up. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. I love I love getting this little glimpse into your life at home. It's, uh, it's really <laughs> I have changed so much <gasps> on the show because – Blake is like always tells a story how the first time he saw me cooking in the kitchen on the bachelor house, I was making a hot dog on the stove. I just had it cooking oh, on the burner. <laughs> and he's like, you have changed so drastically. Like I work out every day and I eat super clean. And I was like, I'm a completely different person. That's, that's, an, that's incredible. Wow. I mean, yeah. And that's, that's like a testimony to life and to being able to change. But, um, Yes. That's so, anyways, so through the to, whole back to infertility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was we, just like, um, we um, did we? I had my surgery on my ovaries, and then metriosis was really bad. And he said, um, you know, try and get pregnant after the surgery. And we didn't get pregnant for another year. And then um, we finally did an IUI, where mm-hmm. they inject the sperm directly into my uterus, and that mm-hmm. didn't work. And so then we went, we moved up where they take my eggs out and his sperm out and create the babies outside, like in the, you know, outside of the world right. <laughs> or outside of the womb. <laughs> um, and so, and then we ended up with 11 embryos. Wow. Which is wonderful, um, which is a lot for most people. Okay. Um, so we had 11 babies in the freezer pretty much. And then we have, we used four on me and none of them took. Um, and then we ended up getting a surrogate and, um, implanted in her and she did get pregnant. Um, but we lost the baby. Um, and then implanted again 
and with two this time and then she, she got pregnant again and then we lost our she got pregnant with one of embryos and I was like I how are you getting pregnant I just couldn't believe it because I had never been pregnant and I was just like wow clearly like you, they can you can get pregnant with my embryos but um so she got pregnant and then um we lost that baby again and so and then um a couple the the, the rest of the embryos one of them wasn't genetically good and one of them um like died unfreezing or, or two of them maybe I don't remember and it, we don't have any left now um and so that was the end of that and then as soon as we lost that second baby um I had been wanting to adopt for a while and I think it just took you know going through all of this for Blake to finally feel like okay I'm ready to adopt and now he's so excited to adopt so that makes me really happy because it's hard for men to get on board with that from what I've heard. Oh my gosh. What it's okay. Wow, no, yeah. Y'all, you are so I mean it's like... been listen, I've been going through this for seven years and I didn't talk about it for a long time. And now that I can talk about it, I feel a lot freer, I guess. Like I'm more free oh. and I am I can easily talk about it now and it doesn't oh, hurt wow. anymore. I gave it all back to God and I made peace with it. And I know that I'll never carry my own child, but that doesn't mean I can't be a mom. Of course not. Oh, I love your sweet soul. I, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. You have so much faith. I can just tell. Um, yes, I do. I believe I'm like, I know that God, there is a baby out there for us and we had to go through all of this to get to, um, to get to this baby. Oh my gosh. So what? how did you get through this? I mean, like what, if you really like the root of it, how do you know you got through it? Um, I cried a lot. <laughs> um, I prayed a lot and then I worked out a lot. Like that was honestly the working out became such a huge distraction for me because I would cry all the time and Blake would be like, like notice, like, he's like, wow, the days that you go to the gym, you don't cry. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize that. And he's so every day he would be like, okay, make it a point to go to the gym today, you know, because he wanted me to be happy. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so then I got addicted to working out. <sighs> then I got addicted to being healthy. So, <laughs> Oh, I love how that's, that's actually really sweet of him to yeah. recognize like where you're weak. And yeah, we can pick you up and make you strong again. Um, yeah, working out can be like therapy. It's kind of weird. Um, it is. I always say it's the best antidepressant. So what, for you, what's, um, what is your therapy of working out? Like what's your favorite type of workout? Um, well, I do um, a lot of like weightlifting, which sounds okay. so weird. I know it doesn't. So afraid of that stuff. Like, if you, I walked into a gym and saw a barbell, I was like, "Ugh, I'm out of here." But <laughs> this gym that I started going to is, um, it's just they've all been amazing. It's kind of like a small community, and they have become like really close friends now. Mm-hmm. And um, but I love weightlifting. It's crazy. 
So your favorite workout would be like going to the gym and doing like a chest and back workout or is it like, like how, how is it? Or is it kind of just like a series of exercises? It's Well, it's different every single day. Um, They have like a pre-programmed workout and you walk in and, um, you know, they warm you up and go through all the movements and then you start the workout. But I would say my favorite thing ever is pull-ups. Like I learned how to do pull-ups and who are you? (laughs) No. And I, I don't know. Let's athletic. <laughs> That's odd. No, I get it. Like when we feel strong, it just feels like, okay, I, if I can do this, I can do anything outside of the gym. Yes. You know, or at least that's how I feel often. Um, so what's, what's your max for pull-ups? Oh, I don't like, I can do 10 right now, but that, <laughs> I, that's my, amazing. my goal for, but I wanted to be able to get 10 pull-ups in a row before July and I hit it like a month ago. So. Wow. You know, honestly, the only other woman I've ever known to do that many pull-ups uh, was a friend of mine when she was literally like an elite gymnast. Oh, <laughs> well, seriously. Like at one time in her life, she was such a great gymnast and she was like a beast. And we'd all be like, you're better than all these guys. And yeah, that's then she my, lost that's my goal. It, but, uh, <laughs> that's incredible. I wow. feel like when I have a child, I'm just going to be bringing the baby in a car seat sitting baby at the gym and then being like all right I'm gonna work out for a little bit as you should as you should (laughs) can Blake do that many pull-ups oh yeah he can he oh wow I would come home from the gym every day and he would be like and I would be so excited about everything that I did and he was like well what kind of gym are you going to so he was like I can't believe you're so excited about working out I better sign up oh that's so sweet so now you guys go to the gym do you guys go together or you just both go to that gym we both go to the gym we don't rarely do we ever go to the same classes um but I just don't like people looking at me and he stares at me when I work out (laughs) because he's so attracted to you he's like I'm just so impressed on how strong you are now and so he's like I can't stop watching you and I was like no I don't like when people watch me oh he loves you he loves (laughs) you so much so um tell me a little bit more about Blake what is he up to um, he is, well, he's still a dentist. Um, he has his own practice. His dad has a practice in like 45 minutes north of our town and they kind of merged together and now they're buying dental practices and, um, and he is just, he continues to learn more about dentistry and more, you know, he just wants to always be the best like me at the gym. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so he's like constantly learning. He's learning more about um, how to get yourself to sleep better through dentistry now instead of people, a lot of people that have sleep apnea and have to wear, you know, those things at night. And mm-hmm. he has, they, he's now teaching people or now he's like, um, he's going to learn on how to, you get this appliance put in your mouth and you just, and it kind of spreads your, your palate open more to give you more breathing air I know this is very boring and scientific stuff no but... it's interesting actually <laughs> like... right so if any if you have a problem sleeping or if you're tired all day long it means you're not getting enough sleep you probably need this yeah I don't a former roommate of mine has this and I had always I'd always didn't make sense to me like how can you not sleep I don't get it you know like I love yeah. I love sleep um yeah well I sleep but I like I I guess I stop breathing in my sleep a lot and oh, so, gosh. and yeah, and well, that's what happens when you snore. Like you, that's oh. you trying to struggling to breathe. 
And so if you store, you definitely need this um, little appliance. So he's going to give me a sleep test soon, and I'm sure I'm going to have to sleep with this appliance in my mouth. (laughs) Oh, God. That's attractive. (laughs) So exciting. I'm sure you guys want to make out in bed after that. Um, that's, uh, that's amazing. Well, good for him. Um, it sounds kind of like, so he has his practice, his dad has the practice and are they kind of buying out other practices and then putting them underneath them? Is that yeah, like three or four up right now? That's amazing. They have have four definitely. And then they're about to buy a fifth. And what is it called and and where, in what areas of, uh, South Carolina, um, are their practices? Um, his Blake's is in Greenville, South Carolina. Okay. And it's called Signature Smiles. And then, um, his dad's like up North in Traveler's Rest. And then they have one in Taylor, South Carolina. They have one in Columbia, South Carolina. So they're kind of just spreading all over the state now. That's amazing. Yeah. But he loves all this new sleep dentistry and all these doing all these sleep studies. So he is just gung ho about getting people getting people to breathe again I love that no I mean they have to get people into the dentist office somehow you know like yeah you know when kids have like uh for me the only time I go to the dentist is to get the clean or um teeth whitening actually which is really great does he do that too yeah so he um he has this um teeth whitening that he does but I did it right before we got married so that was over seven years ago and I have never had to wipe my teeth since wow seven years did you do several um like several steps of the whitening when you did it nope it was just a you got to spend you spent like you did it's like two 20 minute sessions and that's it oh wow okay like back to back so maybe I just want really white teeth, but I did it and that's what we did. It was like two 20 minute white sessions and I'm like, okay, that was good. When can I go back? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Mine whitened so much. <laughs> I think I just like, I want to look like they're translucent. Like I want to okay. be married, have the white dress, have the really white teeth, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's my vanity coming out with the teeth thing, but, uh, that's amazing. Everybody's vain in some way. So where did you guys get married and tell me a little bit more about like your wedding and, you know, back. So y'all got married pretty soon after the show. So, um, yeah. How did that all come about? Yeah. We got engaged three months after we met on the finale and then we got married. We met in June on the show and then got married the next June and then. Well, I moved to South Carolina right after we got engaged. Oh, wow. Right after you got got, engaged. We got married in South Carolina. And nobody lived here except for him and I at the point. So it was, I regret not having a destination wedding because everyone had to come here anyway. But our town is really beautiful and it's so charming. And I don't, everyone loved it. So I'm happy that everyone got to experience our town. Oh, that's nice. And was this like a, a massive wedding or was it kind of small? No, we had like a hundred people. Oh, that's perfect. We wanted that's... to get married. Um, there's this chapel on the top of a mountain. Oh, down Like we live close to the mountains here. Um, and so we had this beautiful little stone chapel on the top of like this cliff, really. And it was just beautiful and perfect. And I knew that as soon as I saw that place, I wanted to get married there. Oh, that's so romantic. <laughs> 
I love that. I, I think like we often as women have like instincts about these things. Yeah. Like, okay. Well, Blake, that I want. Yeah. He took me um, to dinner on our first date when I was in Greenville. And then afterward he drove me to that chapel and he was like, isn't this the most beautiful chapel? And I was like, yes. Uh, and then that's when I was like, okay, we're getting married here. <laughs> Smart Blake. <laughs> <coughs> oh my goodness. Um, so you said you moved there right after the show, um, which was that common back then? I know now, I mean, it's more encouraged that when people come off the show and they're in a relationship to be with their significant other, because long distance can often kill a relationship. So how did you guys get to that conclusion that you would move right away? Well, I lived in Los Angeles and I know we did the exact opposite of what every single other couple that meets on the show. Like most people move to Los Angeles afterward and right. tried to like build up their stardom, I guess. And I moved out of Los Angeles and moved to the South and we kind of kept a really quiet life. But we, I mean, really, we just do whatever we want. Like we were, it, the engagement was live. So. Well, he had proposed and then they aired it live. So everyone knew right away. So we didn't have to like hide anything. Um, and so I, he, I knew that I was moving and he proposed like the week before. And so did you move because of his dental practice or um, yeah. were you kind of looking for a different lifestyle too? Um, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't tied to Los Angeles, so um, he had just bought his dental practice, so he couldn't move. And gotcha. so I, you know, I was like, yeah, that's fine. I'll leave. I'll, I'll move. That's amazing. Well, that just shows how much you love him if but, you're willing to do yeah. that. And, but I made him promise. Anytime I want to go back to Los Angeles, I get to, right? And he said, yeah. And it's been wonderful because I go back like a couple times a year still. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah so I'm curious. So how long were you in L.A.? before you moved to South Carolina and were on The Bachelor and kind of like, what was your life? Let's go back a little further. Like, what was your life before going on The Bachelor? I moved, I grew up in Ohio and then I moved to Los Angeles a year after I graduated college. I had been like, I'd just been looking for a job like crazy. The job market was terrible. So I knew I needed to move to a bigger city. And what and, year was this? So we, we can um, like. 2007, I believe. Okay, right. So the economy was terrible. Terrible. (laughs) (laughs) It was the worst. Yeah. So I moved um, to LA. It could have been 2006. Either or. One of them. Yeah. Around that time. Uh, I moved to LA and I had a very serious boyfriend immediately. And I thought, I was like, oh, this is it. This is who I'm going to marry. Like totally in love. Um, And we broke up very abruptly and um I was like so heartbroken and I I flew home this is the weirdest story I flew home to Ohio the next day um and like just just wanted to be with my family and so I flew home to Ohio and like I could not sleep because I was so heartbroken I just stayed up all night and there was a commercial in the middle of the night that said hey do you want to be on The Bachelor Um, go to abc.com and fill out. So I got, listen, I got on abc.com and I filled out all the information and right before I hit send, I canceled it out. And I thought, no, my heart is not ready for this. 
And so I canceled it out, flew oh back to LA. God. And maybe three weeks later, someone approached me and asked if I would be on the show. What? Yes. So okay. I, I, yeah, I was I- like, God was trying to get to me like, hey, do you want to be on The Bachelor? Go fill this out. And I was like, nope. And then someone came up to me walking down the street and said, hey, have you heard of The Bachelor? And I said, yeah. And they said, do you want to be on it? And I thought, you know what? I got nothing left to lose right now. And so oh my I, went, gosh. I went on the show. Well, and everything was, about this that, story is yeah, like, oh, not, I'm sorry. It's so bizarre. I don't know. It's just well, like, it was perfect. It is. It's like weird thinking that back then that, and not that this was forever ago, but you know, that there was a time in this show's history where they had to, you know, stake out people on the streets, you know, Hey, you're attractive. Will you be on the show? (laughs) You know, like now they probably have so many people applying for the show. It's insane. Um, but, um, yeah. So you were, you were in downtown LA, they approached you, um, I was just walking. I was on Robertson Boulevard. Um, I was at work and there was a, I wanted to go run down to the gas station to get a snack. So within that two minute walk, that's when I was approached. And she was, this girl was like running after me down the street and she's like, you're perfect. (laughs) I was like, what? And she was like, oh my God. Oh my God. You're perfect. Um, And then she's like, do you have you heard of the bachelor and I was like yeah and I was like I've never watched it she's like okay will you call this number right now and they're gonna do an interview with you over the phone and I was like okay oh my God. so I so I called and I just she just asked me a million questions and I answered them all and then she said okay do you can you come in tomorrow and um do an interview on camera and I said sure because I was off right by chance and I was like sure and I went in and I sat there and they asked me a bunch of questions and then they took the tape straight over to um, Mike Slice, who run like does the show. Mm-hmm. And she said, "Oh, she's perfect. Put her on." And so, less than a week later, I was moved into the house. I already threw the first row ceremony. Oh my god! It happened very fast. That's God. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, so. One, it's always fun to hear people's stories of like how quickly it happened, or some people slow. But um, also, I you know, as a Christian, like hearing your story, I'm just, oh my gosh, like God even took a two minute window. He took a breakup. He took a commercial. Yeah. Took a two minute break, like a two minute (laughs) walk out the store. You were in the right place at the right time all to like lead you to ultimately your husband and the rest of your life. And that's just I know. I look back on everything that had to have happened the exact way that it did for me to end up here. I think that is so God. Like God lined that up so perfectly. Like it. Like nothing else could have done that. You know. Right. Yeah. No, totally. Um. So speaking of um your faith, uh, is there like when you met Blake, was that something that the two of you discussed, or was that something that just kind of grew? as time went on that grew out of our relationship he was um he grew up half mormon half um something else i don't know i don't even remember (laughs) so he was very confused about religion and so yeah um that that took i know a lot of people were like i refuse to date someone who's not a christian and i was like you know what god really used me to make his life better i think (laughs) That's true. In all the ways. 
Yeah, and it sounds like he's used Blake to help you too. I think it sounds yeah. like in both ways, you know. Yeah, um, yes, it definitely has with your fitness and just yeah. content. But fitness is like it sounds superficial, but that led to your contentment and to your like peacefulness, and that's and that's huge. That um, yeah. And we so, had to be strong at different times. Like when I was going through IVF, I was so pumped full of hormones that I was a giant disaster. I was crying all the time and he was the one constantly comforting me. And then when we lost the babies through the surrogate, um, he was the one like that was such a mess. And I was the one that had to be strong at that point. And I was like, you know what? He, we have to be strong at different points for each other. And, you know, it, we learned how to, to work through all of that, all the heartache. Wow. Yeah. I'm just overwhelmed. Like you both are, you're both really strong and you both clearly really, really love each other. Um, I love love stories. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, you do. You're about to get married. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I've always been, you know, a hopeless romantic. Um, And I love too that you, you said that, you know, it wasn't just about, well, is he at the perfect mold of the Christian man? Is he exactly what everyone tells me I should be marrying. Um, because I, I mean, I'm a product of a a Jewish man and a Christian woman. And, um, now it's when my dad was, I guess he was close to 70. He gave his life to Christ. Um, yeah, yeah. It's incredible. I mean, took a long time, but it was definitely a conversion for him. Um, so yeah. And I know that God, God planted my mom in his life for that reason. You know, I know not, there are plenty of reasons I wouldn't have been born. My sister wouldn't have been born, but, um, yeah, I don't think everything's so black and white always that, I agree. I agree with you, you know, and that's not just from my story, but it's even like giving advice to friends and, or watching something with a critical eye. Cause I think, I think we're prone to like, just as humans, you know, to not want to like judge a situation and make a decision. But sometimes we don't know the whole story, you know, we don't know like what's really being said or yeah, where someone's heart is. Yes. I always say be kind to everybody because everyone is, you know, fighting some sort of battle in their life. And we don't know anything about that. Like nobody knew that I was in so much pain, you know, because I just kept it quiet all the time. So, so you, it's like blows my mind that like, you, so you didn't tell anyone. Nope. Like any <laughs> best girlfriend, this one sibling, like no one. I didn't tell my family. Um, I, Blake's dad and stepmom were the only people that really knew. Um, just cause I just didn't want, I just wanted to keep it quiet. The weird thing is the night before our first round of IVF, my dad called me that day and said, I had a dream last night. And he said, you were in this like hospital room type of thing. And he described the room to a T and I went in the next day and saw that room. And he had already, he had a dream about me oh in that gosh. room, but we all have like my, my sister, my dad and I all have like a weird amount of clairvoyancy. <laughs> so wow. he knew that that was happening before, and I didn't even tell him. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Do you think, like, is clairvoyancy similar to, like, prophetic um, prophecy? Yeah, it's, well, there's different, um, I don't know if it's, I don't know. I dream a lot, and all my, a lot of my dreams come true, like my dad, um, 
And so, like, I'll know things. And, like, this was really weird. A couple years ago, I had five nights in a row I had dreams. And the four of them came true the next day. And one of them was that my friend was pregnant. And she came over the next day, and I said, I think you're pregnant. And she looked at me and was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I think you're pregnant. And she was like, I don't, I don't think I'm pregnant. And I was like, yes, you are. And so she, I guess, had taken a pregnancy test that morning and found out she was pregnant. I had the dream the night before that she was pregnant. She hadn't told her husband yet. So, of course, she wasn't going to tell me. But she told me later on. She was like, Holly, I think you're a psychic. Oh, um, my goodness. But, so for four nights in a row, I had these dreams. And each one came true. And on the fifth night, I had a dream we adopted a little girl. <gasps> Oh and my so, gosh. Yeah. So I think that was God showing me like, look, this came true. Look, this came true. Look, this mm-hmm. came true. And then like, just wait, you know, just be patient. Oh my gosh. Wow. So. That like, yeah. <laughs> it almost like gives me chills. Okay. So I'll just share. I think that sounds like a prophetic um, gift that you have. Yeah. I, it's weird though. Cause I went up to one of my neighbors a couple months ago and I said, I can't stop thinking about you, which makes me feel like you're pregnant. And she. <laughs> what? What's her reaction? Yeah, uh, I'm there. I, I was going to say, was her reaction bad? My phone, my phone rang. And so I was like, oh, no. Um, so I go, I, oh, think, okay. I can't stop thinking about you, which means in my head, it makes me feel like you're pregnant. And she goes, oh, my gosh, I am pregnant. I have not told anybody yet. And I was like, oh, okay. I won't say anything. <laughs> She goes, how did wow. you know this? And I was like, I don't know. I just get these feelings. So. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Okay. So you said your your most recent or one of the dreams you've had is that you're going to have a baby girl. That, so... was year, that was years ago. Wow. Probably three years ago that that happened. So I just okay. think God is constantly reminding me, like, just just keep, you know, keep doing this. And mm-hmm. I had, I had, um, my friend had a bachelorette party one time and we had, she had like a medium come and she like did readings for like, I know this sounds so silly and I'm like, I'm 100% a Christian, but you know, some people have these gifts. Yeah. And, um, I had this medium tell me that she was like, usually we're not supposed to tell people their life purpose, but, um, she said, your guardian angel is stepping forward and wants me to tell you your life purpose is to adopt a baby. And I was like, okay. And this was before, like years and years and years ago, before we ever found a surrogate, all that stuff. And she said, does this make sense to you? And I was like, I guess so, you know. you know. So I told my husband that. And he's like, wow, that's crazy. So for years in my heart, I'm like, we're supposed to adopt. We're supposed to adopt. We're supposed to adopt. So every wow. time something failed, I was like, you know what? I have faith because there's a baby out there for us. Oh my gosh. So, so uh this is just <laughs> right. like crazy. I'm like so, <laughs> I love your it's like I'm like wow, what's going to happen in life in like 6 months or a year or 2 years, you know? Like it just makes me like expectant for what what's in store. Um so do you foresee y'all having, you know, obviously adopting a little girl, it sounds like, but do you foresee y'all adopting more than one child or do you think it's like the, the gift will be brought through through one child, like um, one specific I girl. I want all of the children. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, you I just want a house full of kids. I obviously want a little girl. Blake wants a boy. So um, we always say, like, we've been contacted by a few people saying, like, hey, I'm pregnant right now. And, 
you know, just randomly through Facebook, um, not through our agency. And I said, what happens if a girl contacts us and says, hey, you know, do you want to adopt my baby? And then our agency adoption goes through. And I'm like, what if it's like three months apart or something? He said, so then we have babies three months apart, you know? Oh, my word. He's like, we'll take whatever we can get. Oh, my gosh. That would be incredible. That's like. Yeah. Well, you never know. Gosh, yeah. that's, that kind of reminds me of that country singer, Thomas Rhett, how like. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. How they adopted and then like got pregnant, but the kids are so close in age. It's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, that doesn't bother, that doesn't worry us at all. Cause we would take twins if we could. Um, so he's like, what's three months apart, you know? Yeah. People so are... that are, people that are going to listen to this with children are going to think we're delusional. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say I've had a friend the other day. She's like, just you wait, you're going to have to be like with your kids and there's going to be two of them and it's going to be overwhelming. I'm like, great. I can't wait. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> no, I think it'll be fun. I mean, kids, you, you seem like a very high energy person. Um, yeah, I am. <laughs> and I'm sure you will give all your energy to the kids and be so much fun. Um I- yeah, obviously. and just, like, you'd be constantly thinking of, like, new ways to entertain them. and yeah. Obviously. <laughs> you know. I joke around with Blake and I say, um, why don't we do one child for every year we've had infertility? So let's <gasps> do seven kids. And he goes, oh, absolutely not. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Well, I yeah, that's a lot. Just take a household, I think. But I think we're going to – three is our limit. His okay. limit. <laughs> And now are y'all specific about like, um, gender and not gender, but, um, like race or if they're American citizens versus children from other countries, like, is there something, do y'all um, have parameters taking, around the adoption? Our agency does, um, just South Carolina. Okay. Babies, so we're hoping to adopt with, in our state. It doesn't matter really. I mean, we'll, our agency is just strictly South Carolina, but we, I mean, I would take a baby from it. I I would take one from every country if I could. I just love kids so much. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, I'm excited. It sounds like you guys could have a baby before the end of the year. Not, a, you know, a baby and a child in your house before the end of the year. Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping we don't, once we get um, picked by a mom, mm-hmm. like once she chooses us, then we won't know how far along she is until we meet her so okay um I know they have to be at least 20 weeks to join our agency so I'm I'm I would love I keep telling God I said listen God this is your ultimatum like I want a baby by Christmas (laughs) oh my word well I think I've waited long enough you have I I'm glad you said that I I personally will be praying that for you and I really hope if whoever is listening to this that they are also praying that for you um, Thank you. I think it, I, I think sometimes like, it just seems like, I don't know if you've always been this way, but, um, it seems at least like now you're so open to share who you are. This is my story. This is what I'm hopeful for. And I just feel like when we're that vulnerable, like good things do happen, yeah. you know, and like what we're, cause people know like, oh, she's the one ex- looking for that. And people know what our wants and needs are. And so they're like, they're, they're trying to help us. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like God has been wanting me to talk more. I just feel that way. Like the only time I've ever heard God say anything to me was talk. 
And I thought, all right, well, I guess I should start talking more, (laughs) talking more about this. And every single time I've opened up, like I've gotten hundreds and hundreds of messages from women saying like, thank you. Like, I don't feel as alone anymore. And because nobody talks about it. And right. I try, I write back every single person because I'm like, this is the worst feeling in the entire world. So I, I think it's so brave, but also I, I relate to your vulnerability with this. It makes me wonder like, well, who knows what's, what's in store for me. And you know, my friends, you know, we, we don't really know yeah. until we're in this position and, um, you know, even like miscarriages, like miscarriages are now like a little less taboo, I feel like than they were. Yeah. But no one's really saying like, oh, yeah, the reason why I'm adopting or the reason why I'm this age and don't have kids or been married for X many years. Like, it's very rare that I've heard a woman tell like her infertility journey. You know yeah, what I mean? No one talks about it. It's it so bad. ridiculous. Um. But I think, you know what, my misery is going to be my ministry, you know? Totally. I, I think, have you, um, have you thought about speaking in church or speaking, you know, like a tour? I mean, kind of oh, what are your plans for, I really you know, don't this know. next phase? I really don't know. I was like, I should have been writing down everything that's been happening in the last seven years. <laughs> I feel like a book would be great. A book would be great. So, okay, but so I want, back to. I, I would love to have some sort of. um resolution to all of this before I'd be like all right here's my story and there's no ending (laughs) oh there's gonna be an I think there's there's always an ending like but I think it could be like continuous you know yeah I don't know um so so I know you've written books before right in your because you're a children's book author how many books have you written um, I just, well, I've written a bunch of them, but I only published the one. And then okay. I was, I just traveled around to schools and um, read to the kids and sell my books through the schools. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's the best thing ever. I love, that is like my dream job is just to hang out with kids all day in school. Well, I, I don't know, just hearing your story, I'm thinking like, maybe that's part of this ministry. Like you have this incredible story of like your life and how you found love and there was heartbreak obviously along the way and but now you know you're you're married and you had this long journey to having children I don't know I I just think it's you never know like I think what your dream is your dream job I think could continue with another book of your story of you know have adopting your your perfect child your angel baby who's coming to you I know. I don't know. I'm I'm excited for you. Like truly, truly I'm excited because it just sounds like you have such a passion for kids and for writing and for sharing stories. And um, I think God's going to honor that a hundred percent. So, um, yeah, I just so appreciate you sharing your story of your infertility and um the adoption story right now that we're in the process of, or you're in the process of, um, yeah, I don't know. Is there anything, any advice you would give to, um, specific advice you'd give if someone's going through this? Well, I like to me, I didn't want to tell anybody cause I didn't want it to be my story. You know, I didn't want to be like, I didn't want people to be like, Oh, there's the girl that can't get pregnant. So that's why I think I kept it to me. But so I think, 
for anybody going through this, talk about it, but don't make it your life. You know, like don't surround everything with infertility. Do everything to make your heart happy. Like I constantly am traveling like crazy because that makes my heart so happy. And I'm doing things to make my heart happy while going through this infertility stuff or while I'm waiting for a baby. You know, it's just like don't make it your entire life. Don't, you know, don't focus on the negative. That's great advice. That's great advice. Wow. Um, that really is, you're, you're so wise, Holly. (laughs) (laughs) You really are. I, I, you have such a positive attitude. It's like, it's like a platform, but it's not every little second of every day. So, um, okay. So can I go back to my questions from earlier that are random funny questions for you? Yes. Okay. Um, all right. So lifting, you said lifting, not cardio. Yeah. Um, Game of Thrones or Modern Family? Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, lazy Sunday or a Sunday fun day? Oh, I lazy Sunday. <laughs> okay. But I love being outside. So if I could be outside and be lazy, that would be great. So like laying out, getting some sun by the pool? Yes. Let's bring it back to the pool. Yeah. Do you guys have a pool or do you go to a pool nearby? Uh, we don't have one, but there is one. Like, we're part of this country club type of thing where we can go and just be at the pool if we want. Oh, that's perfect. So it's your dream. Yes. It's like every day you can live out parts <laughs> of your favorite things. Yeah. Right? No, yeah. I'm, I'm serious, though. I think I think it's good to identify, like, what makes us happy. And I yes. love that you're like, no, pool, not the ocean, not the yeah. mountains. <laughs> I like to go to the ocean, but I would be at the pool. Yep. Yeah. The pool's very calming. So I hear you. Um, okay. What is, this is a random one, but what's your must have beauty product? Oh, gosh. I feel like I can't leave without mascara on my eyes. Mm. Are you particular about like the brand of mascara or do you just buy anything? Um, no, I am particular about the wand. So there's so many different wands out there. And mascara in the entire world is Mary Kay Ultimate. (laughs) I know that sounds crazy, but Mary Kay makes a darn good mascara. Um, Mary Kay Ultimate. Yes. Okay. What does it it do? Is it like a curling or volume or? I don't know what it is, but the brush is amazing in it. Um, And then if you can't get that, then that you can go to CVS and get like that voluminous I don't know I'm, I think it's is just it cover girl? um I don't, I don't know. know all right but Mary Kay ultimate is, is the product you would you would uh, oh, recommend yeah. that's my that's my go-to I don't leave the house without it on isn't that weird like whole world Mary Kay Woo-hoo, Mary Kay. no I, I I love it it's a good throwback you know right it is a, it's like a great throwback did you um did you ever sell Mary Kay or did you have any no. friends who ever did no, my uh my mom did growing up so like that's Aww. how I started using it and then once I started like going to different mascaras I was like wait a second Mary Kay's is the best <laughs> um might as well stick to a good thing yeah okay so yeah the second best is L'Oreal Voluminous Original oh, okay 
But those brushes, I'll tell you what, so much better. I've tried the most expensive mascaras in the world. <laughs> I've tried it all. And that's, those are the best. All right. Noted. I'm going to have to see if I can still buy Mary Kay Ultimate. And if so. I'm sure. There's I'm always looking for a good head. one. <laughs> no, I, I change up my mascara constantly. So I'm not like a brand loyalist, you know, with that. Um, so no, this is great advice. Um, all right. Favorite. I always, okay. So I've seen on your, your page before these hilarious videos of you jamming to music, <laughs> <laughs> lip syncing with your friends. Yeah. Um, looks like so much fun. Um, so what would your favorite song to jam to be? Oh man. I, oh, I like a lot of queen. Oh yes. I grew up listening to that and not like, I grew up listening to like Leonard Skinner and like Pink Floyd and Queen because that's what my dad listened to. <laughs> and I'd never listened to like kids songs. Like kids these days are singing all these like the baby shark songs and all that stuff. I'm like, nope, I grew up listening to real music. Um, but I love Queen and I love, I've been really recently getting back into Britney Spears, like all her old school stuff. Oh, wow. But a lot Good of throwback. Stuff, yeah. But usually, like, my videos that I sing and dance to, I just turn the radio on and whatever's on, I go with it. Oh, that's fun. Um, Did you see Bohemian Rhapsody, speaking of Queen? Yes, I saw it on the plane the other day. It was really good. Yeah, uh, it's incredible. Um, And now there's a movie out about uh, Elton John. So I feel like everyone's just making movies about musicians. But um, they're great. Yeah, did you hear about that film? No, not yet. Oh, yeah. I, I couldn't tell you the name of it, but there is a film about Elton John. It looks really similar to the Queen movie. Okay. Um, so you'll have to watch it at some point. Oh, but, it uh, yeah. Bohemian. Has Blake seen Bohemian Rhapsody? Yeah, he went and saw it in the theater, and then oh. he couldn't stop singing all the songs. Aww. He's like, you need to see it. You're going to love it. <gasps> oh, that's sweet. That's sweet. So, um. Okay, so what is your, I think you answered this, your favorite travel spot? Well, yeah, I said the British Virgin Islands, Mm -hmm. um, but I also really loved the Bahamas. Mm. Is there a particular part of the Bahamas or just like Um, in general? I just went to Exuma and they have, you can swim with the pigs. (gasps) That's so cool. Yeah, so you can go and, like, I went and swam with the sharks and the pigs there because both of those were on my bucket list. And so I'm trying to get cross off as many of my bucket list items this year as possible. Oh, I love that. So whenever I'm like, oh, I have a free weekend, what do I have on my bucket list? And I go and find something to do. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. You really, (laughs) you think of it like that, like, okay, what are my free weekends in the year? And then you just plug in what your bucket list items are? Yep. So I, um, this, um, my friend that I always sing in the car with, we really want to go to this place in Mexico in Tulum called the jungle gym and you go and work out and it's all like Flintstone type workout stuff, like really old school, but it's an actual gym Mm -hmm. and she's like, we need to go. And so we're like, she's coming over today and we're going to plan the trip. Oh, that's, yeah, that's awesome. I'm like, so next is Tulum. So Tulum might be up there, but, um, well, next is I'm going to LA next month and then Tulum after that. And then Turks and Caicos in January. Oh, okay. (laughs) We like just read out our trip. (laughs) 
It sounds like you like all tropical vacations too. He, Is that right? Yeah. He likes to go to the mountains. I don't. <laughs> so, okay. So your perfect vacation sounds like the British Virgin Islands or the Bahamas. What would Blake's perfect vacation be? He would go skiing. And like your first date, right? Yes. So awkward. I didn't know that he was a ski racer growing up. Wow. Yeah. So he grew up ski racing. I had never skied in my life. So our first date was incredible. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think the producers like purposely gave him a date that he would like and he would like enjoy? He won that date. Oh. Uh, So you mean like it could have been anyone who got it? It could have been anyone who got that date. Oh, that's crazy. So real awkward. He said that he fell in love with me that day because I couldn't stop laughing every time I fell. (laughs) And I was like, okay, good to know. Oh, that's very sweet. Yeah. So I actually am curious about um, the beginning of your relationship. Like, uh, did you feel like you had strong feelings for him and like knew he was going to be your husband first? Or do you think he knew you were going to be his wife first? Oh, I don't know. I I knew I liked him early on, and I think he liked me, but <laughs> hopefully he liked me. Um, I don't know. I think probably him because he came home. As soon as he got off the show, he called his mom and said, I met someone, and they were his whole family was surprised because they thought he was never going to settle down. Wow. So. And then he proposed so fast that they were all like, what's going on? Yeah, no, that definitely sounds like a change of like character then for who, from who he was, I guess. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Well, I feel like the guy always has to know, otherwise it doesn't happen, you know? That's true. <laughs> I definitely didn't force that. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, so back from your bachelor pad days, are there any people, um, any of the contestants who were on your season back then? So I know like Tinley was on that and um, Kipton and obviously you said Michael, um, your ex Stagliano, and there are several others, but um, Michelle Money was on that season. Is there anyone that you're still in contact with that like you actually still talk to? Um, well, I saw Tenley at the, at the beginning of Colton season. They had a big party for everybody, like a mm-hmm. premiere party. And so Tenley and I hung up, hung out that whole time. And then um, Kirk from Bachelor Pad, my season. And then I think he was on Bachelor in Paradise, too. He oh, okay. Kirk. Then uh, is it Kirk DeWitt? Yeah. He so was I the see- one who dated Carly on Paradise, right? Yes. Okay. So um, I still talk to him because I like telling him how I work out now because <laughs> he's a personal <laughs> trainer I feel like I would get so proud I'm like be proud of me too oh that's sweet. um and then William from our season too I talked to him here and there William you said uh-huh and who who was he was on he bachelor was, pad you mean yeah he was on um Blake's season with him on bachelor and then he was on bachelor pad with us too oh okay okay oh that's like a handful of people that's that's pretty good yeah, that's like a lot considering it's been years now, but um, sounds so let me ask, like when you were on the show, oh gosh, was it like nine years ago when you were first on Matt Grant season? It was over years ago now. 11. So it would have been 2008. Yes. 
Okay, so you first appeared on TV in 2008 on Matt Grant's season. I remember his season. Um, it is kind of hazy because it is so long ago. But um... so long ago. I didn't even know people watched it back then. <laughs> <laughs> so you really didn't watch it before you were on it? No, I had, I had a boyfriend when I was in college uh-huh. that loved the show. And then there was one night he, like, cooked me dinner and I came over there to his apartment and he's like, oh, I, it's Monday night. I have to watch The Bachelor. And I was what like, the what? heck? Is so he watched, straight? Yes. But I watched one episode, <laughs> one episode ever with him. Oh, my and gosh. I, I was like, okay, like, that's all I ever watched. And the weirdest thing was that one episode that I watched, there was a girl on that season. Um, and I sat next to her on an airplane, like, years later. And I said, God, I don't know why you look so familiar to me. And her sister goes, oh, she was on The Bachelor. And I go, oh, my gosh, that's crazy. So then her and I became friends. And then years later after that, I went on the show. And she wrote me. And she's like, oh, my God, now you're on the show. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I love how full circle this all is. Right? It all, like, I feel like God is trying to get my attention for a long time. Yeah, it sounds like it. If you met someone on the plane years prior to when you first were on it, yeah, and she's um, telling so, me all about being on it. Yeah, that's like... So, okay, when you went on it, you know, obviously you didn't know too much about the show and what, you know, what it was going to... How it was all going to pan out and air. Um, but how did you feel about the other girls on your season? Um, specifically in regards to their motivations for being on the show. Like, what did it appear... Like, back then, in 2008... Why were most people going on the show? What do you think? Back then, I think it was really for love. (laughs) So were most of the girls on your season, like, hopeless romantics? Were they, like, obsessed with him? Or, like, how could you tell that this was truly for love versus, like, 15 minutes of fame? Um, I don't know, really. I just, maybe I just thought everyone came in with the intentions I came in with. (laughs) You know, I just didn't know. And I was just like... I really liked him. I, what I thought I did, you know, but I definitely did not. Once I got off the show, I was like, oh, I didn't even, he wasn't even that cute. Really? <laughs> but um, I don't know. I think everyone did. But then the girl that he picked, like she, I think he thought she could get him further in life. So I don't think that worked out very well because I think he chose her for that reason. Okay, so I'll, I actually don't remember all the other girls, but I do remember he picked Shane, right? Yes. Shane Lamas. Yes, and I think he thought he wanted to be famous and mm. thought if he stayed with Shane that that would be the best. I don't know. That's my theory. Right. <laughs> well, so I mean, you were around them. And she was, from my memory, I just remember she was, she was pretty young. Like, she was one of the younger girls on the season at the time. Yes. And so, like, in theory, you're thinking, like, are you – well, I think you can be ready for marriage at any point. But yeah, she was there definitely – Yeah, were, like, 22-year-olds on my season, and I was like, oh. But then I was 25, so I was like, <laughs> oh, 22. <laughs> it's so thinking? funny. Like, I'm not even ready to get married at 25. Right. But you, you probably thought you were, right? Yeah. I was like, I'm totally in love. <laughs> um so he chose Shane Lamas uh yeah and I just remember she was from like a famous family 
So you think he wasn't trying to stay in business because he was he was the London Bachelor, right? Like back then they tried like a Prince Bachelor and the London Bachelor. I still talk to him. Yeah, I'm still friends with him, oddly enough. Yeah, that's actually really odd. How did you get in contact with him again? Um, Facebook. We're just Facebook friends. And like he writes me here and there. I was in London um, not too long ago and we were going to meet up and have dinner. But um, his dad is not doing well health-wise. Mm. And so he's like, I, have to, I can't go. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, no, I don't care. No problem. I hope yeah. your dad feels better. No worries on my end. Well, that's sweet. So obviously yeah. there's no hard feelings. It wasn't like you were ever really deeply in love with him. No, not at all. Um, <laughs> so you went on The Bachelor for love. Um, but what do you think about The Bachelor now? I mean, have you kept up with the series? Yeah, I actually enjoy the show. I think it's a great, <laughs> great concept. <laughs> um, it's funny because Blake does not like the show, but I this season I've made him watch with me and he's like, okay, like, let's watch another episode, you know, like we don't keep up with it right away. Like, mm-hmm. I think we're two episodes behind right now. Oh, wow. But we'll probably watch that tonight. So from what you've seen so far, who do you like for Hannah? Or just in general, who do you like? Um, Peter is Peter the pilot. Yeah, I love him. Okay. Um, there's another guy I like. I don't remember his name. What was he like? Um, I don't know. I should pull up pictures of all of them. See, oh. I guess it's good that I can remember Peter's name, and I don't read any spoilers, and I get so mad that people that do. So. Well- well, I won't reveal other names. Okay. I mean, the fact that you remember Peter means that he stood out to you, but it sounds like the others are not standing out. I mean, it is still early. Oh, um, um, what's his face that just went on that? Not just because I'm two episodes behind, but when she was sick and he came over. Oh, um, Connor. Connor. I love Connor. Yes. He seems actually very sweet. You know, so since you've been on the show, you've been on two shows, so you know what people are portrayed as versus like what they're actually like on because you were going through the process too yeah sometimes it's really different yeah so like when you're watching it now can you do you ever think like well maybe I'm just reading this wrong because the producers are spinning it a certain way yeah I can tell a lot of editing like I notice things so like they made Blake look horrible on Bachelor Pad 2 and they went back and refilmed a lot of his interviews after the fact so he had way stronger feelings toward things oh my god like at the beginning he was like oh you know this girl's fine blah, blah, blah. and at the end he's like oh my god this girl's crazy so then they clip in like how crazy she is at the beginning and everyone's like why are you being so mean toward her you know oh wow so, so they these were like in the moment interviews yes okay got it so you're saying like they would clip so it was towards end of the season. They would take a clip from what he said at the very end of the season, show it on an episode at the very beginning, yeah, and basically confuse us all and make us think that his feelings are not his feelings. Yes. Oh man! Wow. So well, I that's. I bet that was hard to, for him. Yeah. So I always paid attention to like what they're wearing. So in, if they're not wearing the same thing in their interview that they are that day but sometimes they make you go and put the same clothes back on to redo interviews 
Is that what they did back? So you're saying I've actually heard that from someone else too that they would make you dress up again, do your hair and yeah, makeup go, again. Yeah, go put your dress on from last night so we can um, redo some interviews. Oh god. Um, did they ever like do your hair and makeup or your nails like for no. any of it? Like even no. the proposal? Well, um, everything was. I think they they had a hair and makeup person to touch you up on night one okay and that was it and the rest was you uh-huh I think the oh, last wow. day they they give you like if you're getting engaged at the end and it's like the finale not like on bachelor pad but like on the regular season they'll they mm-hmm. buy you like a beautiful gown right oh yeah I've definitely heard that but but for your engagement because yours was televised Right. Did they do anything for you that day or did you like, how did that day go? Oh, they, I mean, they gave us a ring. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's huge. Is that, is that a Neil, it's a Neil Lane ring? Yep. But that's amazing. Yeah. Do you, or is that the ring you still wear? Yep. Oh, so, um, but the day that happened, did you, you dressed yourself, you did your hair and makeup yourself? Yeah, I thought they were just filming, like, a little, like, what have Blake and Holly been up to since we stopped filming before the finale? Because the finale they did live. And they, right. they filmed all of um, all of June, and then then we had, like, until September before we did a live finale. So we spent those three months, you know, flying back and forth to see each other. And then he, I thought they were just filming, like, what have you guys been up to? And right. Like a little update segment. Cute, yeah. Cute little things. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden he was proposing. And what about like, so this is interesting now, if you, as, as you've noticed, probably they do these like couple getaway trips for the couples that leave together. Did they have that for you and Blake? Like, so y'all left Bachelor Pad. We're obviously a couple. Um, did they set up anything so it was easier for you guys to be in a relationship no, before I, the show they, came out? We were the first couple really to get engaged on outside of the show. Like, I mean, outside of The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. Nobody else, they had never experienced that before. So they, we had, they had called us every day and were like, remember, you can't talk to other contestants until the finale. And I was like, well, I'm with Blake right now. <laughs> They're like, okay, well, obviously you two can be together, but, um, so, um, but they, we were the first couple to ever, well, the only couple to ever get engaged through Bachelor Pad. Oh no, I guess another couple did get engaged on Bachelor Pad 3, but they called it off. So you're saying this was really unprecedented. Yeah. That y'all would even be together post-filming, right? Because like now they wouldn't let that, right? If someone got off Bachelor in Paradise, they would make them be secretive about the whole thing. Exactly. Wow. So they, they were fine with y'all being together. Um, they weren't, there wasn't something in your contract saying like, no. you can't fly to see well, him or you no. I'm you sure have they, to wear a I'm wig sure. or anything like that. No. <laughs> no, I'm sure they told us to like not post anything. Okay. We not to post anything at all until this season finale. And of course by posting, you mean like, like Facebook or something, right? Yeah. Because Instagram wasn't around. <laughs> Instagram was Twitter around I'm trying to remember um yes Twitter was around. Twitter was around okay okay yeah I was late to the game I've actually never been on Twitter so um my gosh I'm so old are, are you on Twitter is that something you're a part of no I mean I haven't 
I don't remember though. I think the last time I tweeted, I said like, I, it was two years ago on New Year's Eve, and I said my New Year's resolution is to not get Girl Scout cookies this year. And then one year later, I posted, "Hey guys, I did it." <laughs> <laughs> and I think that was this January, so it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a while. So it's just fun for you. It's like a fun platform then. No, I really don't use it. Instagram's yeah. my favorite though. Oh, I agree. I agree. I like. Uh... I just love all the photos. I feel like when you can visualize everything, you can relate so much more. Yes. Versus just reading uh, political comments or statuses <laughs> or three paragraphs long. I know. Or when people post videos about slaughterhouses. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I don't, I don't no, have any of those. That's me trying to get everyone to be vegan. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, so speaking of Instagram, are there any people on Instagram that you follow that you would recommend uh, we follow? And that could be um, like a social page that talks about veganism or fertility or, or anything that you're passionate about or, um, or any like just fun bloggers that you love to follow. Um, there is a girl that she cooks really well and she cooks the most delicious, um, healthy vegan food. And mm -hmm. actually, I mean, it's just, I, I, sometimes I think people hear vegan and they're scared of it, but it's just really, really delicious food. And her Instagram is tasty as fit. Um, tasty as yeah, okay. such a good Instagram account because I love all her recipes. And she has like her own little like outside of her house kitchen, and she just goes and creates this food. And she's in South Carolina, so I love. I found her, and I was like, oh my gosh! And I've tried all of her food, and like I cannot believe how delicious it is. Oh, you should be friends with her. That's amazing. <laughs> you need to like, you know, reach out to her and collaborate. That would be awesome. Um, and so tasty as fit. Is there anyone else? I follow a bunch of infertility. Um, there's one called infertility affirmations. I follow okay. them just because they post um, yeah. like letter boards and stuff like that with just really sweet things on them. I love that. That's like really positive. Yeah. It's either fertil infertility affirmations or fertility affirmations or something. I don't know. Something like that. Okay. And then anyone for fun, like what, what just is like humorous for you or something that you just is like fun entertainment on Instagram. Um, really my own personal Instagram stories. <laughs> they're usually me singing and dancing. <laughs> I just started an Instagram page where it's just what I eat because people all the time are like well what do you even eat and so I'm like I'll I just started it so like I made a veggie pot pie and I posted the recipe the other day and then I was at Costco and had the most delicious like vegan cookie things and I posted those because I was like oh my gosh these are so good and like now every time I go out to eat I'm just gonna post whatever I'm eating because people don't know where to get certain you know they're like well what do I get if I go to this restaurant or whatever you know so right. I was like I'm just gonna post everything I eat and people can follow along if they want yes well how can we follow that um, um journey and all your one, vegan food I try to keep my vegan aside from my regular account um that one is called no one likes a salad <laughs> <laughs> because really like <laughs> I love your sense of humor I mean really it's like the moment you go out to dinner and you think oh the only thing I can eat is a salad like nobody wants that choice alone no and it's so boring and also like 
I don't know about you, but I get tired of salads. Like I don't want just a cold vegetable. Exactly. So I decided to name it. No one likes a salad and I'm just going to be posting all my delicious food finds. Oh, that's perfect. Okay. So we will follow no one likes a salad and then your regular page. It's just Holly Julian, right? Holly with two L's Julian J U L I A N. And that's your page. Yay. And you see cute pictures. I love this picture of you in this gorgeous pink outfit. It looks like, are you at a wedding? Oh, yeah. That was in Del Mar in California like two weeks ago. That is beautiful. Where did you get this pink outfit? Um, it was a, it's from Zara. I found the top online and then I couldn't find the bottoms. Like that I, I was like, I kind of just tried on like different skirts and everything to try to match it. And mm-hmm. then I was like, and then I went to Zara in California and I was like, well, these pants are amazing. And so I just put it together. So, okay. I know you've read in a children's book. You've done art too, yeah, it appears. Did, yeah. Um, looks like you did art for a charity I event. I did. That painting um, sold for $9,000. Oh my. Yeah. And all the, yeah, that's incredible. All the money went to help the kids with type one diabetes. So what are your, what are your biggest passions as far as like what you hope to do uh, professionally, say in the next five, 10 years? See, I wish I could narrow it down. Um, <laughs> I, I literally do everything. Like I sew, I paint, I cook, I d- love clothes. Like um, I spray tan. That's what I do all day long here. Um, so I, I spray tan a bunch of people and I started spray tanning for pageants. So I travel around and like next week I'm going to Miss South Carolina and I spray tan all the girls for an entire week. Um, oh, yeah. wow. So the last two winners in the South Carolina, I've gotten a spray. I've had girls go to Miss America that I've sprayed. And then. Um, so can I ask you a question about spray yes. tan? Like, has that, has that become like the norm then yes. for, um, for, for even pageants, what you're saying? Like, I didn't know this. So is this what most pageant girls do now? Is this like the prescribed, obviously it's healthier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when did that come about? Um, I just think, well, so many people were getting cancer and nobody wants to be out in the sun. No one has, I mean, I don't think, I hope people don't have time to be out in the sun. It's just not good for you. Uh, and so, right. and then you get an instant tan, which is so wonderful. And the lights on stage at pageants are really harsh. So, mm. um, the darker, the better. Oh, it, gotcha. They wash you out no matter what. Um, so what kind of spray tan is this? Is it like a particular? Um, um, I use an all like, organic. Like I always tell people you could drink it and you're fine. Like it's all safe. A lot of spray tans have a ton of chemicals in them. Um, mm-hmm. But I made sure to, you know, I pick out the ones that don't. I try not to. I don't want to add any more chemicals to anybody's body than they need already get on them. Yeah. Well, you're, you're vegan. You use basically organic, um, non-chemical tampons yes. <laughs> and you do organic spray yes. tan. So you are very holistically I healthy. Um, it's no, it's amazing. It's incredible. So, um, when people want spray tans, like how can they do the research and not to know like what is in their spray tan? Um, they can just ask like wherever they're going, they can ask for a list of ingredients or, you know, make sure I'd find out if it was organic. I'd also find out um, if you wanted to get a spray tan, ask what color the base is because a lot of people are afraid of spray tans these days because back in the day they used to be orange. 
Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people just associate a spray tan with being that way. And that is not the case anymore. Like I use a green base, which they used to always use red bases. That's why you looked so orange. Um, But a green base is just so much prettier. It gives you more of a brown color. So is that what, do you use this year yeah, round? So like you'll, yourself? you'll never see a picture of me without a spray tan. Okay. I literally have looked at your feed and I just thought, oh my gosh, girl is really <laughs> <laughs> She looks great. No, am, Good for I'm, her. But I'm also like, I hope she doesn't get cancer. No, I you know? have very fair skin with freckles <laughs> and <laughs> nobody knows it because I spray tan, but I do not. I'm like, I do not. Everyone, I just don't want to get old. <laughs> yeah. So you use a spray tan. So, um, so you yourself go and you try, you're like the, what, what is the brand? Like you're the traveling oh, well, spray my tan. My name is the bronzed banana. Oh, cool. Yes. <laughs> I had a dream. That night and I, I, you were in beauty pageants yourself. Is that how you got into the industry of, um, spraying women in this industry? Well, I spray tanned on my season of the bachelor. I spray tanned Shane on one of the episodes I've been doing it for 12 years now oh so this is like a business that you've had just you for years just me oh my gosh wow how did you get into the business um because my skin is pale and (laughs) (laughs) I wanted I was just sprayed myself constantly and then I realized like oh and then my friends started asking me to do it and then I when they called and told me to pack my bags that I was going on the show, I asked them if I could bring my spray tanning machine, and they were like, yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, my God. And that I have never heard. Like, you should be, like, permanently employed by The Bachelor to give all right? these girls spray tanning. They would love it. Seriously. I would love it. Um, that's really cool. That's very entrepreneurial of yeah, you. Yeah, that's how – I feel like that's how my brain works. I'm always creating something. Yeah, creating new ideas. Okay, so you do spray tans, and apparently there's different color bases, green <laughs> yeah. and red. Um, I've never done a spray tan, so I'm, like, fascinated. Oh, my and... gosh. Where do you live? Yeah. Where do you <laughs> what? Live? I live in New York. Oh. I live in New York City. Okay. There's, um, they're very expensive up there. Mm, everything. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> everything is expensive in New York um yeah but I have been wondering because I'm like well I'm getting married soon do I just like lay in the sun no you can I get it I know it's so bad get a spray tan before your wedding that's gonna be the best thing you're gonna glow so much but don't get like you don't get a dark one just be like give me a little color so uh, you just say like give me some color and do I ask like what base you're using or, and how will I know even what's like right for my skin tone? Like do, do, is that something you do? Like, do you evaluate? Yeah. Like, I look at, I look girl? at everybody before I spray tan them. Just, I just need to know their skin tone. Um, some girls like you can sleep all night in it and there's different levels you can uh-huh. do depending on how dark you want to be. And then most of the people mm-hmm. do a rapid tan where you leave it on just a couple hours then you do a quick rinse and um, then it starts to develop after that. Okay, so it's like you get your spray tan at like three in the afternoon. Yeah, you, can, you shower around like six you or can seven. Rinse off, yeah, by six, just a quick rinse, and then um, go about your day. And then your tan will be there tomorrow. And that's that's like a really cool business that you have. Yeah. So you 
you do spray tanning. You're going to travel by spray. So you get to travel for your yeah, job. Like I'll, well, the next week I'll be in Columbia, South Carolina, which is not that fun. It's like an hour and a half from my house. Uh, but then oh, in okay. August, I'll be in Vegas spray tanning for a pageant there for a whole week or for like oh, wow. nine days, I think. And my whole family lives in Vegas, so it, it's so perfect. I get to see them. Oh, that's amazing. So your your family's now in Vegas, um, but you're originally from Ohio. Yeah. So did they all relocate? When I, when I lived of- in LA, my brother and I were roommates, and then he ended up moving to Vegas. Um, and then my little brother moved to Vegas, and then my little sister moved to Vegas, and now my mom's moving to Vegas. So they're all just oh trying gosh. to be closer to each other. But you and Blake Down are going to stay in South Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> y'all are like you can come vacation and see yeah, us exactly. <laughs> oh that's that's exciting oh um well I I feel like I went through obviously most of my questions but um I don't know is there anything else I don't know that you would want to share just um specifically like if you want people to hear this and know something about you that's unique or um, just something you would want to share to like lift their spirits up. Oh man, I was so profound earlier. I don't have. <laughs> I say just always be weird. <laughs> I'm like the weirdest person ever. Like I'm always just so quirky, and I'm like not ashamed to be who I am. And so I don't think anyone else should be. Oh, amen, <laughs> amen. I think that's no. I think that's like great advice. I think the reality of life is like. You know, if you're judging, judging yourself and then you're hanging out with friends, then you're never truly yourself. And then you can never, how can you ever find a partner who loves you if you don't like love you being yourself? And then how can you find friends who really love you? So I'm always um, dancing and singing. I don't care where I am. I'm in public a lot doing that. And my friends are like, well, that's Holly. (laughs) Just let her go. I think. Yeah, actually, you remind me a lot of um of Hannah. Actually, like yes. <laughs> I feel like she's so. Don't you do you do you feel like you relate to her while yes, watching? I her? like that she's real and. You know, she just, oh, me too. Which I I appreciate her. I think she was definitely like the unusual choice. I was sounds bad to say, but when I was watching Colton's season, I was like, oh, I bet they're gonna pick like, um, Kaylin or. You know, oh, Tasha would be good because I thought Tasha was really fun and adventurous um, and v- very communicative. So I knew like she would be good on TV, like yeah. if we saw more of her. Um, but yeah, I loved Hannah and I just felt like she was consistently misunderstood. Like everyone thought she was dumb on her date. And I, was, I remember thinking, no, I don't think she's dumb. I think she's just nervous. Like I think she doesn't know like what side of him should I show, you no. know, like. Should I be the quirky side of me? Should I be like serious and talk about Jesus? You know, like, I don't know. I related to that because dating sucks. Everybody you know? that <laughs> I, I know a lot of people that know her personally, know Hannah, mm-hmm. and they all were like, she's so wonderful. And so like watching mm-hmm. on the show and I was like, okay, like everybody that knows her in real life knows how great she is. So I'm sure the producers all saw that in her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad they made her the bachelorette. I think she's doing a really, really awesome job. I mean, I know you haven't, you're two episodes yeah, really behind, but <laughs> when, no, when you catch up, you will love these next two episodes. Okay. <laughs> um, I just, I feel like she shines through in them. I don't know if you're going to love watching it, but, um, 
you know what I mean? Like you're not going to love the drama, but um, I, I think like one of the best parts of this show is just like seeing people grow yeah. and watching them like grow into themselves and like who they are as people and um, yeah, make themselves a better version of themselves. And uh, I mean, my, my thought, I think you've always been amazing. Like, I think you showed up on Matt season, like this lovely bubbly person who was really sweet and very likable and warm, you know, like not a bad bone in your body. And um, yeah, no, I mean it. And, and I think, um, and I, I always could tell like when you early on with, with Blake, I was like, Oh, he seems like, like a really great guy. Just not, your tv personality yes you know hates being on tv which is so funny like people get mad at me all the time because they're like why don't you never post pictures with blake why is blake never on your instagram story i'm like he is so like quiet and shy when it comes to that stuff i'm like how did you ever end up being on tv because this is so not your personality like he is just not him at all and like he doesn't like being on camera at all and i'm like what on earth i guess you were meant to be on that season so we could meet. Definitely. How did he get on this show? Did he, I mean, I'm sure he's told you his story. Yeah, his sister. But why did he do it? His sister applied him, like, like sent in all his stuff and his pictures. And mm-hmm. they called him and they were like, hi, this is so-and-so from The Bachelorette. And he hung up the phone. <laughs> he thought it was a joke. And then they called him back. They're like, don't hang up. We're serious. And he was like, oh, okay. I'm sorry. And I think because Ashley Bear was in dental school and Blake was a dentist already, and they thought that would be cute. Um, oh, so. gosh, I had forgotten. I was like, what season was Blake on? You're right. He was on Ashley's season. Yeah. Right, because she was just, um, she was a dentist. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I think he was the only dentist her season. Yes. Um, so, I mean, that definitely makes sense why they wanted him on. Wow, isn't that amazing? Like, I I definitely remember his, all I remember about Blake before he met you was that he was not, he wasn't the drama. No. He wasn't. He was just kind of like in the background. Like, yeah, I, like he's, I had no idea. So he went home right before hometowns. Like he was fifth. And then they went to hometown. The four went to hometown. And I was uh-huh. like, what? I had no idea you even made it that far. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess he was just like under the radar. Yeah, and he definitely did. But that also shows that he was a good, he was just like a normal guy. Um, so, so, okay. So we can follow, if Blake's not big on social media, um, if people are in South Carolina and they want to go to his dental practice, can you say the name of his dentistry again? It's Signature Smiles. Signature Smiles. That's a good name. Yeah. Aww. Um, Holly, it's been so good talking to you. Yeah, great to talk to you too. You're so sweet. Um, I... I genuinely am so excited for you and Blake to oh, I'm so have kids. Y'all are going to be great parents. I think like if God has withheld, I always feel like when he withholds something, it's, it's going to be that much sweeter and we're going to appreciate the gift that much more. I, that is so true. Like um, people that have kids and then know everything we went through are all like, you know what? We love our children more now because like we, uh, we appreciate them. And before, you know, they're just our kids and you know now we just appreciate every second with them because we see how hard it is for you to go through this so that's so sweet everybody yeah baby's a little harder totally I mean I yeah 
I I'm so thankful to hear your story. Um, yeah, every bit of your story from like the bachelor, your bachelor days, but also the fertility and your artistic side. Um, yeah, you're just incredible. Oh, I, I'm, I'm like mean that. I like, I'm like, wow, you have a lot, um, a lot going for you. And I think, I think a big part of that is just your attitude Yeah, because we don't get to choose what hand we're dealt, but we get to choose what we do with it. Exactly. And I think you've done a lot with the hand you've been dealt. So, um, yeah. Anyway, well, let me know if you're ever in New York. Um, I'd love to meet you in person. Okay. Um, yeah. Do you and Blake ever travel up this way? Uh, we were just up there in January for, oh, we oh, were up there for Ames's birthday. Ames was on our season of Bachelor Pad. So uh, we stayed really close with Ames. Oh. And we went to his wedding and we plan on going up there every January for his birthday. Can I, I like the name sounds familiar, but I'm like, who is Ames? I don't remember. Ames <laughs> ran off. He kicked himself off the show pretty much because he met Jackie and Jackie got kicked off and he ran <gasps> to the limo and got in the limo with her. Yes. That oh. scene. <laughs> yes. That was so cute. That's almost like, um, like nowadays that would be like being on paradise and yes. someone gets off paradise. And they're like, no, I want to go with you. Yes, exactly. So, but, oh, that's yeah. sweet. He, his wife is awesome. So he didn't marry Jackie, no, obviously. Yeah, no. Okay, okay. No. <laughs> um, oh, that's so cool. So he lives in New York, and y'all are friends with he and his wife. Yeah, so we've gone up there a couple times to see him. Oh, that's sweet. Oh, that's good. That, I think that's so cool that, like, I don't know. It's just like any other area in life. I feel like The Bachelor is almost like college part two. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like. Like, you create your friends in high school, you create your friends in college, and then, like, as an adult, I mean, you either, like, make friends through work or through, um, yeah, you know, like, random situations, you know? Like, yeah. Are you um, kids school? Through what? Like, your kids, when they you, your kids have friends, and then you meet their parents. Right, right. Yeah, I don't know. I, all my friends, they don't really have that many, like, friends that way, though. I don't know. I'm here. It's, like, harder. Okay, good. <laughs> So I don't know, <laughs> I don't know your experience, um, you know, with your women friends, but I, I just always hear like, they're like, I don't know if it's just because women are more set in their ways at a certain point in life or. Oh, that's true. That, you know, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I, don't I know. just make friends everywhere I go. I love that. Yeah. I just, I, I guess, I mean, I like kind of like. I feel grateful for the friendships I do have because then it makes me like really like lean into the ones who are special and like, you know, like your friend right now who's going to come over and plan a trip with you. Like, yes. That's so beautiful. And like those friendships matter so much and they make you a better person. And I know those are the ones like worth investing time into, I feel like. Agreed. So, so anyway, I'll let you go, but I so appreciate you chatting for so long. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm like, this is going to be a long, uh, long, long segment. This is going to be much longer than I intended, but um, I will edit it. But still, thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. Well, have a great day. Thanks. You too, Holly. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. That was so much fun. I hope you guys really enjoyed uh, my interview with Holly. Uh, As I said at the beginning, she has since 
that interview. I adopted a baby girl. Um, she and I have touched base. I know the baby girl is a month old. So that means Holly got her really young. Um, I, that would make sense that she probably adopted her at two or three weeks old, um, which is incredible. So, um, if you'd like to follow Holly, uh, again, her Instagram handle is at Holly Julian. That's J-U-L-I-A-N, Holly with two L's. And um, yeah, she is just such a gem. So I really hope you guys follow her. Now on to updates. So gosh, there's a lot to kind of update you on. So I'm going to kind of go in reverse order of people you might care about. So everyone cares about Tyler Cameron, right? Okay, well, hopefully everyone's excited he broke up with Gigi. I think you guys all know this, but if you didn't know, Tyler and Gigi Hadid were dating that, you know, famous model. They've split. Um, he has publicly shared that they are friends. He's hinted that he is single. And, um, you know, he did note on um, Watch What Happens, that TV show on Bravo. He basically said he wanted to date a normal girl. So, um, maybe Gigi was too much for him. I don't know. But again, remember Tyler came right out of the gates. He was a normal guy out of Florida. He went on the bachelor and in the course of nine months, you know, his life has just changed drastically. So, um, do not doubt if you are a cute girl listening to this, do not doubt that you might be Tyler's wife because you never know. So, uh, (laughs) I guess a girl can dream. Anyway, so that's what's going on with Tyler. He is single in New York. I'm sure he is going to do some more guided runs. If he does, um, if you guys remember, I went to his very first guided run. Even though I am a married woman, um, I, I had to go for amusement value. And uh, I know he's running the Chicago Marathon, and I'm running New York. So, uh, you know, maybe I will pass Tyler in Central Park. And if I do, you will be the first to hear it. So that's what's going on with Tyler. Uh, we all know that Mike, um, Mike from Hannah season, Mike uh, is dating or officially or unofficially dating Demi Lovato. Um, uh, I heard an interview he did, and he just said that they're hanging out, and it, he's not putting a label to it, which I don't know if he's protecting himself or protecting her, but. Um, Clearly something's going on with the two of them, which is great. Um, he's such a catch. And I will say it again, I am very disappointed that Mike is not The Bachelor, but I'm sure Pilot Pete will do a nice job. So um, moving on, uh, recently Nick Vial celebrated his 39th birthday and, uh, you know, there are rumors that he's dating Rachel Bilson. That's right. The OC actress, Rachel Bilson. So back in July, I believe he interviewed Rachel. I listened to the podcast. Um, nothing crazy notable. They were kind of flirting. It was clearly the first time they had met in person when they did that interview. And since, uh, if you follow their Instagrams, it's he has commented on almost every post she's ever done since. I think there's some obvious, there, there's something going on between the two of them. Who knows if they will make it public, but uh, keep an eye out for that. And you heard it here first, or maybe you've already heard that. Um, but Rachel, I mean, Rachel Bilson is likely dating Nick Vial. 
And speaking of Rachel, here's some interesting tea. Rachel, um, Rachel Lindsay, who was married, if you all remember, she got married at the end of August. Well, one person that wasn't spoken about immediately, but has since come to surface, who was not at the wedding, was none other than her former BFF, Raven Gates. Apparently, there was a falling out, and um, Rachel has said publicly that they are not friends, and uh, that they will never be good friends again. So she uh, said that on the Andy Cohen show, which is on Bravo. Um, yeah, Adam and Raven uh, were also so Raven and if you guys are not following, Rachel and Raven were on Nick's season. Okay, I just talked about Nick Vial. Then I went right into telling you about Rachel Lindsay. And now I'm telling you about Raven. So Raven and Rachel were very good friends. They both live in Dallas, which actually Rachel has since moved from Dallas to Miami. So they at one time did live in Dallas together and were best friends. And something happened that has ruined their friendship. Now, Raven hasn't publicly said anything, um, but Rachel has. And it just begs us all to wonder, what happened? Like, what did Raven do that makes Rachel not want to be her friend? Um, if you have any predictions, please write to me. I would love to hear what you think is going on. Um, but uh, that's too bad for them. Uh, and just a, other, a few other up, updates on some bachelorettes. Because um, Rachel was a bachelorette, as you know. Um, I listened to an interview um, um, of Deanna Pappas. She was the bachelorette a long time ago. Uh, Olivia Caridi interviewed her on her podcast, and it was a pretty good interview. Uh, Deanna seems very family-oriented. Um, kind of the only noteworthy, interesting fact I learned was that she shared after the show, after she finished Brad Womack's season, if you guys remember... Brad Womack was The Bachelor twice. So the first time he was The Bachelor, he had two girls come, and usually he picks one, right? Usually The Bachelor picks one girl to propose to. Well, Brad didn't pick either girl, and he led Deanna to believe he was going to pick her. He, she said that on their final date, he winked at her. He said, don't worry about tomorrow, and so she thought she was the final one. Well, he... Um, broke up with her on national television and then on the after the final rose didn't really give her a reason and she said after that after the final rose um, taping he came into her dressing room hugged her kissed her which why did he kiss her said here's my phone number let's talk and then he left her little trailer so turns out here's things no one knew before now they communicated long after um, you know, he left the show and he invited her to come to Austin at the time she was living in Atlanta and she just never went. Um, and good for her for standing her ground. So ladies, if you're listening to this and you're single, if a guy tells you to come visit him, but he's not willing to come visit you, that's a red flag. He should be willing to come visit you. Okay. So, Anyway, it never worked out for the two of them. Brad Womack is probably 50 and still single. Um, and seemed like Deanna thinks he's a nice guy. But thankfully, 
she's married to a far better guy. His name is Steven Stagliano, which let's make this full circle for a second. Steven Stagliano is the brother of Michael Stagliano, and Michael Stagliano is the ex-boyfriend of none other than our guest today, Holly Durst Julian. So before Holly dated her now husband Blake, her boyfriend was Michael. Isn't the world crazy? Anyway, um, that's kind of a good interview if y'all want to hear that. Again, that's on Olivia Caridi's podcast. Um, And uh, thankfully, she's happily married now. Um, And someone else who's happy in love, who I think wedding bells are in her future, is um, Nick Vial's ex-girlfriend, Vanessa. Um, she is still on the podcast with Dean and Jared on help by second dating. Uh, and it's, it's actually kind of funny when you think about it. There was a time when all three of them were single and now all three of them are in relationships. Um, Jared's obviously married to Ashley. Vanessa is dating her Canadian politician and Dean is dating Kaylin. So, um, it definitely has a change it's changed the dynamic of the podcast. Um, you know, Dean is still his eccentric self. Vanessa's really not on every episode, but the last I heard her speak, she, uh, spoke about how she turned 32 recently and how she's having to like stop and reevaluate, um, what her goals are and how she shouldn't be so hard on herself for, um, kind of what she's desired and where she's at in life. And, uh, I think that's really beautiful. So just wanted to share with you Vanessa and her updates. And, uh, if you're interested on what I'm talking about in full, go to Vanessa's page. Um, look for the picture of her dressed with a hat and like a cape. She's in the woods And basically, I'll just read you like a few sentences from what she says. Um, I forgive myself for allowing my insecurities to get the best of me and for comparing myself to others. I forgive myself for allowing my jealousy to cloud my judgment at times. I forgive myself for doubting who I am, my purpose, and my worth. I forgive myself for not being compassionate with myself when I was feeling down. I forgive myself for being selfish at times and not prioritizing friends and family. I forgive myself. I am not perfect. I don't strive to be. But I want to keep growing into becoming a better person with age. Amen. So, um, yeah, I just thought that was very profound. And I wanted y'all to hear those words. And hopefully that inspires and encourages you wherever you are at in your journey. So with that said, that's the end of this week's episode. Can't wait to get back to you guys next week. Please write to me at Merrily17 with any comments. Um, I'm going to put some polls up in a few days to hear how you guys felt about the episode. And as always, rate and subscribe on Apple Podcast. Have a great week, guys. Bye-bye.